And now would you please turn to page 256. <clears throat> we finally come to the fifth case that Greek has, which is the so-called vocative case, which is for direct address. Now the vocative case is used when I am directly confronting someone and I say something like, students, listen up. Now, see, students is going to be like you, students. And then if I'm going to have an imperative, it would be a second singular or second plural imperative. So with direct address, you use the vocative case. Now, in the track with me on this here, in the plural, the vocative case is the same as the nominative. Vocative is the same as the nominative. But in the singular, there are some changes that you've got to look out for. Fortunately, being a liturgical church, we are able to have from the liturgy an example that will help you in 40% of the cases. And that is Kyrie eleison. Now, in the Kyrie, that is, Lord, have mercy. See? The epsilon is the way you do a vocative of an declension masculine or feminine. Kyrie. So when James says, oh man, why are you? It's anthropath. Anthropath. This epsilon is, well, it's almost like the imperative lie. See? So, curie eleison. If you just remember this, this is great. If you remember curie eleison, here is the epsilon, is the vocative, and this is the ending of the second singular aorist active imperative. Eleison. So that's, that is like the form lison. See? It's like that form right there. Curie lison. Vocative, second singular imperative. A couple of silver bullets there, Wendell. Uh, now, there are a couple of other ones that are unusual that you don't really have to learn. So in other words, look at examples two and three on the page. I would say pay attention to that. That kind of thing can come up. You know, example four, masculines of the A declension, eh, all right. And then in examples five and six, you've got third declension. Usually what happens in third declension is there's some sort of shortening that takes place. And this will explain, would you uh, take a look here in your uh, uh, New Testaments to Matthew 6, Nine in the Lord's Prayer. Father, our Father, the one in the heavens. Now, this is why in the Lord's Prayer, this is page 13. This is why Potter is there, not Pater. Like commands, the accent is recessive. Potter. Not pater. Now remember, 
Let me put this up here so you see the difference. Maybe you're not picking it up from what I'm saying. That's the nominative singular of father, pater. This is the vocative, pater. So just be prepared. All you got to do with the vocative is this. Just be prepared in a direct address situation to see some kind of unusual ending that's a little shorter. Yeah, it's generally shorter, exactly. Um, uh, so, but, but then the epsilon for the O declension. And then look at point C here. This isn't going to be on the final, but just look at C at the foot of the page for nominative. In Koine Greek, the nominative is often used with the article in place of the vocative in direct address, which is actually a Hebraism. Example 7 at the top. Yes, father, ha, pater. If this were really good Greek, it would be this. Yes, pater, pater, not ha, pater. So you will see that every once in a while. No, this is the way they actually talk. Yeah. And uh, let me just show you one more thing here before we dismiss. Would you all please turn to 1 Corinthians 15.1? This was something that we had in one of our Bible passages. This is 1 Corinthians 15.1. 466. This explains, we had a little tete-a-tete about this here when we were doing this passage. I actually told you to omit this. But this explains that third word, where Paul says, or fourth word, I make known to you, guys, adelphoi. See, not adelphois. I make known to you, but now he says, brothers, directly addressing them. See, I make known to you, brothers, adelphoi is not a nominative there. That is technically a vocative. And, and, and it also explains why it's not this. <laughs> if it had been adelphois, it would mean, I make known to you, brothers. But it's not, I make known to you, brothers. It is, I make known to you, and I'm addressing you, brothers. Now, I'd li like to show you also John 2, 4, which is Jesus and his mother at the wedding at Cana. Jesus waiting there for a little bit of uh, Shiner Bach. Kind of runs out. What's he going to do? Going to have a little special seasonal thing going here, right? Right? Look at verse 4. Uh, uh, you don't know where Jesus and the wedding at Cana is? John 2. John 2, verse 4. And Jesus says to her, T-M-O-I, what to me and to you, Ginai. Ginai is the vocative of Gine, and as you say, Steve, a little shorter. That alpha yoda is short for accenting purposes. So, uh, because it's Gine other way, otherwise. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, what this is about is really just sort of suspicion and identification. There's not going to be a section on either test, like 
parse these vocatives or something like that. But just be prepared. All of a sudden, you'll see this kind of odd form when somebody's talking. And it is the vocative.